This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. Well, the readings for today are the readings for Pentecost Sunday, Pentecost, the 50th day after the resurrection of the Lord, a celebration of Thanksgiving. And this actually officially closes liturgically our season of Easter. And it's a beautiful day to recall the gifts of the Holy Spirit. However, we know that the Holy Spirit has been with us since the beginning of time. That breath of the Holy Spirit uh, has been with us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So listen to the readings for today. And it's an important day to ponder your gifts, the gifts that have been given to you through baptism, through confirmation, through every time you receive Holy Eucharist, we receive beautiful gifts of grace from God. And we get to hear in the readings today a little bit of the the birth of the early church. In fact, this is called the birthday of the church. So if you want to have a reason to bake a cake today and celebrate, this would be a great day to do it on Pentecost Sunday. So let's begin with our first reading. Our first reading comes from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When the time came for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. At this sound, they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded, and in amazement they asked, Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in his native language? We are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Frisia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the districts of Libya near Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome, 
both Jews and converts to Judaism, Christians and Arabs. Yet we hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God. The Word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 104. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are great indeed. How manifold are your works, O Lord. The earth is full of your creatures. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. If you take away their breath, they perish and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord be glad in his works. Pleasing to him be my theme. I will be glad in the Lord. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Our second reading is a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit. There are different forms of service but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God, who produces all of them in everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. For in one Spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one spirit. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the celebration of Pentecost, I hope many of you will hear right before the proclamation of the gospel, it is called the Pentecost sequence. There's a similar sequence we hear at the Easter celebration. This is Vene Sancte Spiritus, and I just want to read this sequence to you. It's a beautiful poem 
uh, proclamation of the Holy Spirit. It's probably better heard in Latin, but I'll read it here in the English translation. Come, Holy Spirit, come, and from your celestial home, shed a ray of light divine. Come, Father of the poor. Come, source of all our store. Come, within our bosoms shine, you of comforters the best, you the soul's most welcome guest. Sweet refreshment here below, in our labors rest most sweet. Grateful coolness in the heat, solace in the midst of woe, O most blessed light divine, shine within these hearts of yours and our inmost being fill. Where you are not, we have not. Nothing good in deed or thought, nothing free from taint of ill. Heal our wounds, our strength renew. On our dryness, pour your dew. Wash the stains of guilt away. Bend the stubborn heart and will. Melt the frozen, warm the chill. Guide the steps that go astray. On the faithful who adore and confess you evermore, in your sevenfold gift descend. Give them virtue's sure reward. Give them your salvation, Lord. Give them joys that never end. Amen. Alleluia. That is the hymn, Come Holy Ghost. I'm going to turn the page back to the Acts of the Apostles and just a couple of things to reflect upon that remind me of one of the many missions of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus, as he ascended into heaven, as he ascended into the realm of eternal life to that goes beyond time and space that we know in our own lives, he took his body. He took his resurrected, glorious, glorified body with his wounds of sacrifice. The, the price of our salvation is born on his sacred and holy wounds. And so he sends the Holy Spirit, the gifts that will help us endure times of difficulty and persecution, will help us learn and become knowledgeable more and more of God the Father, Jesus's love for us and the gifts of the Holy Spirit work in us with, with wisdom and counsel and understanding and patience. Give us the food that we need to live a life of the Christian way, to follow what Jesus calls the way, the truth, the life. And so what happens at Pentecost, this time of the coming, we read that the people were in one place together. So there was a gathering of the apostles. They came together as community, not not isolated, but as a community. There's a desire as Jesus prayed that the Father and I are one. We pray for unity of the body of Christ, of the church. St. Paul talks about the body. There are many parts. There's 10 fingers and 10 toes and two arms and two legs that make up one body. And so the body is designed to be unified. And so here comes this rumbling, this strong wind. Just imagine as we hear about the creation and the breath that was blown on Adam, that he became man, that same breath of the Holy Spirit that brings life, 
comes to rest on the apostles and gives them the things that they need. And those things, those gifts will continue to grow and transform their lives if they cooperate with those gifts. Because we know following this time of the Pentecost, Peter went out and proclaimed these amazing stories of truth of Jesus, proclaiming Jesus Christ crucified, our Savior. He didn't have that strength, that courage, that fortitude until he was given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the people that are there in Jerusalem recognize something different has happened. Something amazing has happened. And that is the Holy Spirit coming to rest upon each one of the apostles. That same Holy Spirit came to us in our baptism came to us in our confirmation, continue to fortify us, and continues to bless us. The responsorial psalm, Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. The spirit is here, but the question is, how am I responding to the spirit? How am I interacting with the spirit? Am I praying with the spirit? And in fact, Paul, in this letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, talks about the different spiritual gifts. We all have different gifts that we have been given, but they've been given by the same spirit. And that spirit and the gifts are given for benefit, one benefit for us. So we follow the Lord and continue to walk that narrow path of truth, of life, of love, to eternal life. So those gifts are given to us for our own sanctification, but also our gifts are given to serve and to care for one another. In the gospel today, Jesus talks about, again, we peace, peace, receive the Holy Spirit. We see the disciples there. They encounter the Lord and Jesus stands glorified. Again, can you imagine, we can only try to imagine what that would have looked like in the eyes of the apostles to see Jesus in his glorified body, a body like what we will have at the resurrection and the second coming of the Lord. We'll have our bodies, our bodies, but they will be unrecognizable to us. They'll be something glorified. We don't know exactly what that's like, but the apostles got a foretaste of that. And Jesus gave them peace, the Holy Spirit, and he breathed on them that same breath. Just think about, I think about some of you who may own uh, pets, you might have a dog or a cat, but particularly dogs, they really like to, they have a heavy breath, you know, and sometimes you can feel that breath on you, but think about the breath of God, how amazing, how fortifying, how life-giving, how transformative that breath is. Receive the Holy Spirit. So even when the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given freely, will we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit? And that's the question that each of us have to ask ourselves. Am I receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Am I cooperating with those gifts? Am I praying to the Holy Spirit? Am I spending time with the Holy Spirit, listening intently, being a listener, 
listening to what's going on around me, watching and observing, how is the Lord working in my life? How is the Lord working in this relationship at work, in the situations that I come across? How is the Lord fortifying me to withstand temptations that come to all of us? I think particularly in the internet and in the technology and in the media, boy, there is such an a bombardment of, of temptations to criticize, to accuse, to defame, uh, to just go down the list of, of, of vices that we could entertain ourselves with if we cooperate with the media and with our culture. And yet we have a mission, not a mission impossible, but we have a mission possible when we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want to close with a couple of thoughts that just really touched me in the reflections that I get in conversation with God. In fact, this will be the final in this particular book there. There's a whole volume for every season in the church. And this has been reflections through Lent and Eastertide, but there were some wonderful reflections that focus on the Holy Spirit and Mary. We know that at the Annunciation, when the angel comes to Mary, that it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that Mary conceives Jesus in her womb. And so from that moment, there is this relationship that Mary has with the Holy Spirit. And the, the reading says here, in the first advent, the virgin is the only one to live in the promised promise fulfilled in her womb. Mary has that Holy Spirit. Here she waits, accompanied by the apostles and the holy women. So now we see Mary 33 years later with the holy women and the apostles in that upper room awaiting the Holy Spirit. This is a shared expectation, that of the church, which is about to manifest itself publicly around Our Lady. So Our Lady was alone with the angel Gabriel at the coming of the Holy Spirit in the beginning of her life. And now as she sees Jesus continue in his ministry, she's with the community in the room. And this quote from Pope Paul VI says, Mary who conceived Christ through the workings of the Holy Spirit, the love of the living God presides over the birth of the church on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit himself descends upon the disciples and pours out life in unity and in charity upon the mystical body of Christians. The reflection goes on to say, Mary is our path to a better disposition for greater friendship with the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, and greater docility to his inspirations. The apostles understood this. That is why we see them beside her in the cenacle. They see how, how at peace, how humble, how docile Mary has been and is with the Holy Spirit, and they want to be like her. Let us examine the quality of our habitual relationship with Mary and make some practical resolution today. Let us take greater care that when we recite the Holy Rosary, contemplating its mysteries, let us offer her some little sacrifice, something different from those that we are accustomed to make during the week. Let us show greater affection when we greet Mary uh, through her images, which we see in the street or in our room. 
And so there's this invitation to bring Mary even closer to us to help us in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. This this other reflection I want to share, all that has been done in the church from its birth, we talked about the birthday of the church, this Pentecost, up to our own day is the work of the Holy Spirit, the evangelization of the world, conversions, the fortitude of the martyrs, the holiness of its members. What the soul is to the body of man, St. Augustine teaches, the Holy Spirit is in the body of Jesus Christ, which is the church. The Holy Spirit acts in the church as the soul acts in the members of a body. It gives life, develops it, and is its principle of unity. Through him, we live the life of our Lord Jesus Christ himself in union with Mary, with all the angels and saints in heaven, and with those who are being purified in purgatory and those who are still pilgrims upon the earth. After Pentecost, Our Lady, as it were, is the heart of the infant church. The Holy Spirit, who had prepared her to be the mother of God, now at Pentecost, disposes her to be the mother of the church and each one of us. And, you know, just recently, I think it was about five years ago, Pope Francis has added a new feast day to the church, and that's the Monday following Pentecost. So it moves depending on what day Pentecost follows, but that feast is celebrated in honor of Mary, mother of the church. So I encourage you today, if you're listening to this before Pentecost or on Pentecost Sunday, can you make it to Mass on Monday? the Monday following Pentecost and celebrate Mary, mother of the church. And I pray that for me, for you, that we take Mary into our lives a little bit closer as we come out of this season of Easter. And we pray our rosary a little bit differently. We pray to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Trinity to carry us each and every day closer and closer to Jesus Christ through the arms of Mary and with the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let's close with this prayer. I hope many of you know it's called the Holy Spirit prayer. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit, we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed Pentecost Sunday. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.